Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. You've tuned in to Mary Ann Live, and I was asking somebody the other day, one of my really close friends, hey, do you know I have a radio show? <laughs> She's like, of course I know you have a radio show. Do you know why I named my show Mary Ann Live? Because sometimes, every once in a while, somebody will ask me, and I, I wanted to pay homage to the reason why I show that, uh, chose the name of my show, and it will lead us into today's topic which is the wild feminine, uh, the divine feminine. So I'm so glad you're here. Um, so I said, you know, I, I loved Larry King for so many years prior to his retirement. I loved his style. I loved his directness. I loved the diversity of people he chose to speak with. I loved his humility. And interestingly, I loved the femininity that came through in him, his genteel manner. <clears throat> and the reason I'm bringing this up, like I said, because the topic of our show today, it's actually the wild woman archetype, but it's really about the divine feminine in all of us for me. And I, I've always appreciated when people make that distinction outside of sexuality and gender the gender-rooted sexuality of masculine and feminine principles. Because right now on the planet, so many of us know, we are in the midst of a big changing of the guards or a rebalancing of the divine feminine. This is not a feminist thing in the sense that it's not a bunch of angry women who are trying to get even. This is a a universal, biological, astrological, psychological, and every level, uh, ecological. <clears throat> Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Wow, that almost never happens. Um, what's going on in my throat? <laughs> so, um, yeah, restoring the balance of the feminine, giving her a voice, uh, for me, showed up with Larry King those feminine qualities that are inside of all of us, that we see everywhere. Today in the program, I wanted to speak to that, and I wanted to speak to a very particular part of the divine feminine, the one that's shadowy, the wild one, the one that is unruly, the one that's been burnt at the stake, the one that's been misunderstood, and all the expressions of this archetypal feminine through all of us. And so my portal into this conversation 
is seeing that divine feminine or just the feminine in all of us, men, women, children, the planet, and so forth. So just pausing there for a moment, as I like to do at the top of the hour, is to start our practice together. This program for the last going on 12 years has been devoted to helping you cultivate relationships, starting with yourself. We are relation, relational creatures. And to the degree we're in relationship and right conscious relationship with ourselves in every area, it actually translates to every other area. So today, our relationship with the divine feminine. And let's just start by turning our attention in this moment of practice, this invitation to finding your breath in your belly today. Your belly, the womb, <clears throat> whether it's an energetic, creative womb where you breathe in and out from the depths of your belly. Just notice where your breath is and see if you can invite your breath a little bit more deeply into your belly. Might even place your hands on your belly or one hand if you're driving. Careful, careful. Or just noticing need to 10 and 4 when you're driving. And just feeling your breath rise and fall. Finding that universal heartbeat. The one breath. The mother of breath. I was back east uh, recently uh, at a Jungian conference doing a, a talk and there was another um, a professor there and she was talking about that the cosmic birther has often been mistaken for a masculine gender assigned role when really we know that to birth anything is a feminine quality that we all have and just feeling your pulse that cosmic birther in you whatever your gender is Whatever your choice, the way you choose to um, identify, they, gender neutral, gay, straight, trans, whatever's happening for you, just see if beneath that, if you can just feel into that cosmic soul, universal connection to that feminine in your belly, in your breath. And there's a sense for me of settled in and down being connected I am nature you are nature we are all connected in this way and feeling the power of that just letting yourself feel that and taking another moment feeling that beautiful power flowing through your body There you go. And then we're going to turn our attention to another part of our practice, which is cultivating gratitude. Today, I would invite you to consider yeah, finding some reverence or gratitude for the feminine in the spirit in which we're talking about it today, in that more expanded context 
of feminine, without a gender role necessarily, although you can certainly honor that as well. There's nothing wrong with that, of course. But just finding some deeply feminine portal, whether it's, I'm so grateful I was born. I'm so grateful you were born. I'm so grateful for birth, the new, the possibility of something new, the gestation period, the nurturance of the feminine, the creativity of the feminine, the expansive expression of the feminine, and just finding your way through that portal. I know this is so hard. There's so much going on in the world right now. We often don't have too much time to contemplate. This is an invitation to just sit with this. Sit with, where am I grateful for the feminine in my life? The gentleness, the fierceness, the wildness, the undulation of the feminine, the sacredness, the holiness. See what comes forward for you. If any images, any emotion, any sensation, just following that into a deep conversation, kind of a prayer in this moment of gratitude. Yeah, I'm just letting that expand. <clears throat> Feeling even more deeply into that. Just following that gratitude. There you go. Noticing whatever comes forward. Whatever this prayer is bringing forward for you, even if it's the silence, the stillness. And letting that come to a still point. Enjoying your connection to breath, to yourself, to some state of gratitude. As we transition from there in our practice to the topic of our program today, which is the wild feminine. And I don't know about you, but what that brings up for me is, uh-oh, uh-oh, somebody's going to get in trouble. <laughs> Whoa, the wild feminine. I generally, as attracted to it as I am, it's as frightened as I can be sometimes. I was going to tell you a story. There was a group of us women. We do an annual trip um, in California, <clears throat> and uh, we were all sitting around, uh, and I asked the gals to share with me, if they would, a piece of themselves that has been unexpressed in this lifetime. They're all over 40. Um some feminine aspect or expression that they haven't gotten around to or maybe in another life if they came back they would do XYZ um, in terms of an identity, 
a creative expression, a vocation. I didn't care. I was just curious. I knew this topic was coming up, and and I'm deeply curious, obviously, given what I've been studying and working with for the last 30 years as a relationship specialist. I'm deeply interested in your women's relationship with themselves, people's relationship with themselves, with each other, and so on. And so one by one, the women shared what they would have expressed. I even asked them to give her a name. And it was so fascinating because each one of my girlfriends talked about this wild, uh, creative, uh, unabashed expression of the feminine and I was thinking how how true it is for so many of us. People are two-legged. We often keep this part uh, under wraps. Or if we do, I'm curious about uh, how it would want to be expressed. So I'm not saying everybody does this. Some people have um, suppressed or, or not gotten to other more refined parts of themselves. Right now we're just talking about this this wild feminine, this creative part. It was so beautiful to hear each one of them not only name that but describe how this part of themselves would express uh, them in the world. They each chose a different name and had a story to go with it, a name they'd sort of longed for since uh, childhood. In California, a lot of folks change their name. Uh, when they're on a spiritual path. A lot of my friends, half of my friends, as a matter of fact, have a different name than the one given to them at birth. Um, and, but these gals not, and they, they sort of tried on their new name and described in great detail what life they would be living, how they would dress, how they would, uh, how this archetype would um, shape them, where they would live, what kind of relationship they would have, would they still have kids, if so, each of them said yes, which was, I thought, beautiful. Um, and, again, no judgment, just like, wow, how interesting, right, the things we would or wouldn't do. And I would ask you the same question right now, man or woman. What part of you has been unexpressed in your life that's maybe slightly wild, uh, the creative part of you, the artist, the singer, the painter, the dancer, the gardener, the you know whatever creativity you haven't gotten to, you've been so busy surviving, raising children, or being devoted to caretaking or a cause. You know whatever it is, what part of you wants expression, and how is that um, moving through you right now? Just what's it like to feel into that? <clears throat> What do you notice? Does it excite you in some way, frighten you in some way? What would you be doing different? How would you be living? What feels good about that? Right? And is there some way that you might be able to tap into this unexpressed peace that's maybe calling you right now? Maybe this is the first time you've thought about it. A way that you haven't visited for a while. You need to revisit once your attention in a new way. And just have a listen. Yeah. Maybe grab your journal, make some notes. 
grab your phone and your uh, notebook inside your phone, whatever it is, notice what's coming up for you and see if you can spend some time nurturing that if there's room in some small way or maybe a big way. Sometimes she wants your attention and needs a whole new redo, right? Reinvention, they say, or expression. Today, Danielle Dulski is uh, going to be joining me after the break. And uh, she's written a book. Love this book, Women Most Wild, Three Keys to Liberating the Witch Within. Uh, and there's a word, it's a buzzword, witch. Ooh, where'd you go? Where did that send you? <laughs> right. Back to uh, Salem, Massachusetts. Maybe some of you are familiar with that witchy part of you. Some of you are celebrating that outside. Some of you are frightened by that word. It feels threatening in some way. I think you ought to stay tuned regardless of what this is bringing up for you, whatever you're noticing inside of yourself, that magical, ritual, uh, wild, beautiful, archetypal part of you in the ways that you may or may not be expressing it. Maybe you need some upgrades to your witchy woman repertoire, right? Uh, nonetheless, we're going to be talking the rest of the program about how we can pause and conch the power of this archetypal feminine aspect, whether it's troubling or em emancipating in your experience. It's addressing how your wild woman is calling you or is maybe out of control. Now, this is what scares me sometimes. When I was, uh, prior to being a mom, you know, in my teens and, and early 20s, I sometimes would feel the call of this archetypal feminine, and it, it would take me places that, boy, I, I have to say were painful. And, of course, that's how we learn sometimes, but it can be frightening, so we lock it down, right? We go into lockdown. We put on our pearls and our cashmere sweater and our scarf and our, you know, click, click, clicking around, you know, locking that wild woman down. And so it may be built up in there. Or if you're a man, you know, you have this desire to unleash that feminine emotional part. And it can be scary, intimidating, you know, whatever's going on in there. Just notice what's being stirred in you. We're going to get to it this hour. We're going to get to some more of that this hour, feeling into that. How does... You want to be expressed, and our guest Danielle has a, a program for you, an invitation for you to drop in. Uh, she's a longtime activist for Wild Woman Spirituality, by the way, and, and the Divine Feminine's Return. Uh, this author is the founder of the Living Mandala Yoga Teacher Training Programs and a space holder for Women's Circles, Moon Circles, and Wolf Woman Camps uh, in Pennsylvania. Her book helps us access powerful ways to find our own unique spiritual path of empowerment, honoring your cycles and reconnecting with nature. Women Most Wild debunks old assumptions about witches, think bad or evil, and reveals the true nature of witchcraft, an ancient spiritual path of reverence for the natural rhythms and cycles of life. Regardless of genders we've been talking about, we can all tune into this wild woman spirituality, drumming underneath our feet in your belly or your heart, 
Danielle's a perfect guide for us, and she's going to be doing that when we get back after the break. So, yeah, just see if you can listen in for that. What is drumming underneath your feet right now or in your belly calling you, calling you? Well, sit tight. Sit with that. We're going to be going to break here in just a minute. We're going to be back with our guest, Danielle Dulski. Right here on Marianne Live. In the meantime, check us out online. Sign up for our newsletter. Go to MarianneLive.com. We're just about to do another revamp of the website. So check it out before we do. And give us some feedback, too, if you have any requests in which way you want this to go, how you want to access these archives, our authors, the gifts we have for you, the feminine gifts. Listening in for that divine feminine. Sit tight. We're going to be going to break. We'll be right back right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce yet? We spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off, and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries, for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights, and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Are you feeling wild? How about your witchy self? Do you, can you feel it? Can you feel the drum beat under your feet? What's happening? Are you just, are your arms folded? Are you curious? 
Did you have relatives in Salem? What's going on for you about this topic? Well, you're here, you're in the right place, and you're with an expert who knows a thing or two about the wild, witchy archetype. Danielle Belsky's in the house. We're so glad to have you here, Danielle. Thank you, Marianne. Very happy to be here. How did you get introduced, or how did the wild woman invite you into a conversation that's led you through and to writing this book, Danielle? Yeah, I love that you put it that way, the wild woman leading me into the conversation, because that does feel as though that's the way it happens. Um, I was raised very evangelical Christian, and I got into witchcraft very slowly over about a period of 15 years. And I ended up working with a lot of women in, you know, women's circles and yoga teacher trainings and settings that weren't necessarily witchcraft contexts, certainly weren't coven work or anything like that. And what I found was that women who had never held a wand before or cast a circle before or done it to anything that I was doing in my own spiritual practice would have this sense of homecoming. They would have this sense of like, oh, I've done this before. I know how to do this. And then they would ask me, now exactly how do I be a witch? <laughs> and so the book was, was kind of my answer to that, trying to come up with this step-by-step path to, um, you know, a practice that doesn't have any practical step-by-step path. So, right. um, yeah. Yeah, got it. So let's talk a little bit about that homecoming. Clarissa Pinkola Estes, we know, is sort of the, one of the grandmothers for trying to articulate this part of um, this archetypal self, right? She, she's got a whole bunch of ways that she talks about it. When I was reading your book, I couldn't help think of her. Um, yeah. But she talks about homecoming. Talk to us about homecoming to this part of ourselves. What do you mean by that? Yeah. It's all about homecoming. So, so you have to think of, you know, what is your wild home? What, what are those things that you've loved doing since childhood? Those, those activities, those actions, those places in nature that have really felt, they have made you feel like you're the most you you could possibly be. So whether it's dancing or gardening or, or watching the sunrise or swimming or whatever it is, you have these patterns that are just like these soul design patterns. And that's your home. So, so, and I know that Dr. Estes talks about that also. Going home is just this coming home to yourself where you're able to kind of recharge and know where everything is within your psychic landscape. And it usually requires solitude and stillness, which women don't have a lot of in their lives. Right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> but that is what it is. It's a homecoming, and witchcraft is, is home, coming home for a lot of women also. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Dr. Estes also talks about, as do you, is this sort of, this, sometimes it's cyclical. You know, we get lost. Like you said, we get lost in life. Life, life pulls us into child-rearing, our careers, our, you know, caretaking, our, our activism, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get lost and we, we know something is yearning inside of us. Something is, we have a longing. And so coming back home doesn't necessarily always mean the first time, right? It can be, it can be an ongoing relationship with this, this part of ourselves. 
Right, exactly. And and I think that, you know, it's easy for women to kind of feel, whether it's witchcraft or any other way of coming home, to feel that, oh, clearly this isn't for me because I woke up this morning and I didn't feel like doing it. And it's like, yeah. no, because our spirituality right. cycles just like everything else about us does. So right. it doesn't right. mean that we have to throw in the towel just because there's a period of time where we're not drawn to it. Exactly. And then on that note, let's talk a little bit about the word witch, the etymology, and let's debunk some of this. So folks that are, you know, biting their nails or having triggering, because this can be triggering even for those of us who have done some work, done deep work. You know, this word yeah. witch is, is a little intimidating. Let's go there. Yeah, um, what I always tell women is, you know, when you have that visceral reaction to the word witch or witchcraft, to trace that belief back and where does it really come from? Because most of the time it isn't yours. So yeah, we all have fallen victim to indoctrination, the fairy tales, um, the Bible verses, the, the our mythologies. They all frame the witch as this twisted nose kind of you know, woman who's going to eat children or whatever and lives alone in the woods, and that's <laughs> certainly not who she is. Um, so when you trace that belief back far enough, I mean, the word comes from the old English Wicca, which is magic keeper, wisdom keeper, or, or sorcerer. So, you know, the, the word itself isn't bad, but that visceral reaction really comes from all of the stories that we've been told that don't belong to us. They weren't written by us, they don't belong to us, but they've taken root in our feminine psyches. Yeah, and you just said something really important, which is the, the etymology of those words of the source are seers, knowers. Uh, have power, a source of power, and women or the divine feminine, let's take it out of the gender, has really been ripped from the masculine. You know, we've tried to disempower the feminine because that was intimidating to the the patriarchy, we might say, right? So trace that all the way back, people, before you make up your mind, right? Is that what you're saying? Let's let's get our facts. These are not alternative facts. We're going to get some real facts going here (laughs) about witches. Okay. All right. So we have a sense of, let's say, uh, folks, if you're just joining us, by the way, Danielle Delsky's with us today talking about her book, Women Most Wild, Three Keys to Liberating the Witch Within, in the context of the program, which is getting in touch with that wild feminine archetypal self. And how do we express that? What does that mean for us? And so, Danielle, we we had her on the show because we want her to help us find a way to access that, a reliable, nurturing um, way that honors that, that really authentic spirit and soul the soulful aspects of the the feminine that maybe we're not in touch with or want to be more in touch with. So, Danielle, before we go to break, let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's give us a little scaffold of how you set the book up for us to enter in. So coming home, uh, understanding which what it means, witchcraft, and that sort of thing, we'll sort of address that. Where do you take us after that? And then we come, but when we come back after the break, we'll break some of it down. 
Yeah, so so the first key to liberating the witch within is doing what we were just talking about, which is going back through your childhood experiences and then also later into those moments when you really felt authentically you because your craft starts there. Um, it, it's so much better to begin with your own experience and let that form the foundation. So if you've always really liked writing or, or dancing, then, then those are what you use in your craft. If you're more drawn to water than, say, the mountains or the forest, then that's what you use in your craft. So you start with your authentic, most soulful moments, and you let you those form the foundation for your spiritual practice. And then that way, you're not just mimicking what somebody else is telling you to do or, or, or just, like, repeating somebody else's practice because it won't mean as much to you that way. Okay. And what do you mean by craft? And give us an example of how you found yours, like how it showed up for you. Uh, how it showed up for me. Well, so, you know, I was a little girl kind of hiding crystals and, and little altar items under my bed because I <laughs> didn't want to accidentally conjure a demon or something like that. So that was probably how it initially <laughs> started for me. Um, but but anybody's craft, you know, cell craft is very versatile. So it's a way of either manifesting or banishing or healing some part of your world. So your craft is you saying, this is the kind of world I want the children of the future to live in. Oh, that's beautiful. This is the kind of world I want the future the children, children of the future to live the children in. Children right. of the future so everything to live you do in. is really infused with your most authentic values and practices. We're going to go to break, everybody, but sit with that. This might not come straight away. We need some silence, some contemplation, some stillness, all those divine feminine aspects. We're going to break. You don't even have to listen to the commercial. Just fast forward if this is a uh, podcast for you. And just sit with yourself. Sit with that. It's a beautiful inquiry. We're coming back after the break for those of you listening live right after these messages. Don't touch that towel. We'll be right back with Danielle in just a minute. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've We've ordered ordered No More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for Us. us. Shh, over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. 
did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 on car insurance? Well, this makes sense, since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk, HealthyLife.net. everybody we are back and danielle Delsky and i were just talking during the break you know when you talk about witches and power and redefining the feminine and feminism comes up and then the idea of angry women come up and you've got all these women that are you know at their cauldron now and brewing up you know <laughs> we're gonna get even and you know all this stuff and danielle says well, yeah, there's that, right? <laughs> we're not saying there isn't that, and we're not saying we're inviting you to that, because there's definitely that. But this is not what we're talking about necessarily today. We're talking about inviting you into those uh, that aspect of yourself that is often hidden, marginalized, repressed, and for whatever reason that maybe you aren't expressing yourself You've lost your way home to that very witchy nature inside of yourself, which is essential and powerful to expressing the totality of who you are, men and women alike. So, yeah, just in review, okay? So we've covered a lot of ground already. We've talked about what being a witch means, redefining that, expanding the context of that. Liberating the witch within is kind of where we want to go next, I think, Danielle, like half. You talked about getting in touch with your early childhood memories, right? Where do we go from there after we do that? Because we asked folks during the break to sort of sit with that. Where did you lose your way or connection with this piece of yourself? Let's say some stuff has come up for them after the break, and they go, oh, yeah, I used to do this when I was a kid, or I went out in the forest and I used to twirl around or, you know, whatever it is. Where do we go from there? Once we get in touch with some of that, then what do we do? Right, so so that's the first key is wild rhythm. So looking at those experiences and figuring out, you know, what seasons do you really feel the most you in? Is, is there something that always happens in autumn for you? Do you always move your house or leave the relationship or whatever in autumn? And, and, and kind of looking at those patterns because it's more about the way the solar and lunar cycles affect you personally than any universal norms about what, what always happens at Halloween or during the full moon or something like that. Okay, so let me start you there because those were, those were juicy. Give us some more examples. I like that. Uh, uh, so, so people right, have so a real sense of that. Do you um, are you are you always manifesting something in spring? Like when are you always birthing something, right? And 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 when are you when do you feel most connected to nature? Um, what is your what's the nature of your creativity? Because everyone has has some kind of a creative act, even if there's somebody that says that they're not a creative person. Somebody has has everyone has some art. So, so what is your art? And then all of those things, all of those patterns, then form the foundation for the second key, which is wild ritual. So 
ritual means just marking different transitions in your life, whether they're seasonal, whether they have anything to do with the moon or not, or whether it's, you know, your your birthday or, or, or a death ritual or, or, like, right now it's kind of ancestral remembrance time in the northern hemisphere. So so how do you do that, your, your memorials? So looking at these different patterns in your ritual and then also your spellcraft. So I know that spellcraft is one of those things that can create that kind of visceral reaction. <laughs> in yeah, I don't of, even, you know, before I read the book, I didn't even know what that meant. So let's spell spellcraft. that out. What does that even mean? Yeah, so spellcraft, your spells usually fall into a few different categories. So they can be manifestation spells, meaning you're calling something into your life. They can be banishing spells, meaning you're trying to get something out of your life. Or they can be healing spells where you're trying to affect some kind of a positive change in, in your world. So, so in, any, in any of those instances, the components to the spell are a laser-focused intention. So you have to have this really clear vision for what it is you're trying to achieve for that outcome that you want. And then the next part would be energy raising. So then how do you raise the energy in order to affect that change, right? So, so in spell casting, you create a container by casting a circle. You have this laser-focused intention, whether it's healing, banishing, or manifesting, and then you raise energy in order to infuse that energy into that vision. So you can do that energy raising piece through dancing or painting or writing, whatever that piece was from your wild rhythm, that pattern, your art. Use that for the energy raising because then that way it feels so much more authentically you rather than this kind of like blander law of attraction-y type stuff where you're just trying to call something in that might not be yours to begin with. Um, so, so all of that is wild ritual, and that's kind of how the witch enacts her practice. So you know, whether spellcraft is a big piece of it or a small piece or maybe rituals more of a bigger piece, and like we were saying, it cycles all the time. So there's times of year when I'm very into my ritual, like now, and not that into my manifestation spells. Um, but then there might be other times of year where it's the opposite. So, so knowing your patterns well enough to not feel guilty if you don't feel drawn to a particular practice that you used to love or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And I love um, this bringing consciousness to what is natural, right? So m- yeah. most of us are already doing some version of this anyway. And like you said, you're inviting us to really focus on what we're probably doing, and when you bring it into the clear light of day or the you know dark night of the moon, um, we can actually wield what we're wanting to, like you said, expel, banish, or manifest, or create. Right? Um, right. What were the three terms that you used? Um, Say manifestation, again. banishing, or healing. That's right, healing, right. Mm-hmm. So think about what you're already doing. Like sometimes people just go through, like in spring, for me, I just start clearing out. I don't even know why. Yeah. I just start letting stuff go. I just can't stand it. I get like crazy. I, Oh, my God, I have too many books or how many socks does a person <laughs> need or, you know, how many rolls of toilet paper need to go in that cabinet. You just start going crazy. But when you bring some intention... We can, I think what I'm hearing you say, Danielle, is like, what, what else is going on, Marianne? What, what, is this just part of the big rhythm of mine or is something needing to be let go or moved out? When we bring our consciousness 
do this, we can really wield, uh, craft our lives in a way that's more intentional. And I love that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, right. That's exactly it. So, so okay. the, the fundamental piece that would underlie all of it, whether you're, you're, you know, throwing out too many socks or you're, you're casting an yeah. expectation spell, <laughs> is, it's all about believing that you have the right to affect change in your world, that you have the right mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and that's mm-hmm. a big obstacle that a lot of newer witches have to get over, that, that they might be going through the motions, but they don't deep down feel that they have this, this, power source in their bellies where they can really do this. They have the right to do this. And so, you know, that that's where the witch becomes a change agent, whether it's just to clean out the house during spring or whether it's to, um, you know, bring down the patriarchy, <laughs> whatever it is, she's a change agent. <laughs> yeah. um, and on all of these different levels, and every ritual and every spell that she casts, like I said before, it's infused with her core values. So she's saying, this is the kind of world I want the children of the future to live in. Every every part of her practice is saying that, is communicating that to the universe. Beautiful. And your book really spells this all out. So not to worry, when you get a copy of this book, you will be held, handheld, led through each one of these very important aspects. Which when we get back after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, can you be a witch and also be religious? And what about sex and witches? <laughs> when we get back right after these <laughs> messages, don't touch that dial. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No No More More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for Us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where. Relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about Core Certification, Certificate of Responsible Relationships www.marianlive.com core certification learning tools to attract build and sustain great relationships also sign up for marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the northern california area www.marianlive.com what does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. Healthy- 
HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. All right, everybody out there, you're thinking to yourself, okay, I gave up religion to get on a path of personal development. Some of us said. Some of us are recovering from our religious backgrounds. Others are embracing it like never before. Wherever you are at on the spectrum, let's talk about that. Danielle, what, where does embracing the witch, our interior wild woman, come into contact with the conversation of religion? Yeah, so it's kind of um, a common story, I think, that a lot of women come to witchcraft out of a disempowering um, religious childhood. Um, a lot of women that I work with, that's the story, where they were, they were raised within the context of this kind of disempowering um, church or sometimes not even church. You know, dis- disempowerment of the feminine happens in pagan communities also all the time. So it's just kind mm-hmm. of this common spiritual wounding where they felt very disempowered. And so they come to witchcraft because witchcraft is a practice that makes them feel very empowered. So it's this mm-hmm. new kind of medicine for them. But you absolutely can be religious and practice witchcraft at the same time. Um, providing that your religion, your, your other part of your spiritual practice, isn't constantly sucking your power away and telling you that you don't have the right to affect change in your world, because that's an important piece. If if your if your religion is you know telling you that you're evil because you're casting a circle or ca- or you know casting a spell or whatever it is, then that's not compatible. But there's certainly you know ways to reconcile religion with witchcraft. Witchcraft fundamentally is a practice. Witchcraft is there's those that would argue with me on this, but witchcraft to me is not a religion. Um, And you can practice witchcraft just like you would any art, and that does not have to be your religion. Um, A witch is anyone who practices witchcraft but then has claimed the name witch for herself rather than look to an external authority to give it to her. So you can practice witchcraft and not call yourself a witch and not be a witch, and that's absolutely fine also. Like, don't tell me who I am and what I can do. (laughs) Yeah, right. That. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know what? You're the boss of yourself, people. So, do what you need to do about this conversation. Trust your intuition. Follow that. It won't lead you wrong. Never has for me. Don't know anybody else that that's the case for. Whatever that looks like and however it expresses itself, uh, you know, in terms of as long as it doesn't harm or, uh, you know, I don't know, disempower other people. That's what I like to say. Uh, let's move now from religion to sex because, you know, that, that's another big conversation. Uh, and people often conjure kind of some creepy stuff around women, witching women and sex. Let's go there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, witchcraft is a spiritual practice that denies this idea that you have to divorce your spirituality from your sexuality. So that might be, you know, where a lot of those ideas come from because, you know, sex can be like body prayer. So so there there is, you know, energy raising that can come from sex just like energy raising would come from dancing or chanting or, or painting or whatever it is that you like to do that raises the energy. So 
So there's really, what the important piece is, is to look at sexuality in terms of the feminine and the body and the earth and those kind of lower chakra things that have really been denied from, from traditional patriarchal religion because we don't, you know, witches do not deny the needs of the body. Um, and, and in fact, we believe that if we are denying the needs from the body, then we are also denying something about our spirituality. So they're kind of one and the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Yeah. Restoring the mind-body connect. The patriarchy pulled it apart, right? We were not going to blame right. Descartes or Aristotle. However, we're just saying <laughs> that, you know, when we pulled everything apart, it's just out of balance. So coming back together into the body, the embodied sense of self and sexuality is gorgeous. A lot of folks I know that I've been working with, and you really enjoy the word sensuality. <clears throat> Not in lieu of sexuality, but, you know, your senses. Like you said, the lower energy natures right. and all that. And I love the body and sexuality as a kind of prayer. Um, that's a gorgeous way of looking at it. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, in your immediate life, are, you have a partner, I know you have kids. What's happening? Mm-hmm. How do they feel about your journey uh, being witch? Um, so my children are, I have two sons and they're eight and 11 and they're increasingly apathetic. <laughs> the more, uh, you know, the more mommy's like on the radio talking about witchcraft and then having people, um, you know, come over and talk to me about it, it's, it's, they, they just care less and less, you know, it's not novel anymore. Um, and I don't know that it ever was, but, but they used to, you know, they used to cast circles with me, um, up until last year. Last year was the first year where they didn't, they didn't, they seemed to realize that not every family on the block plants apples for their dead ancestors on Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, but wow. everybody did right. that sort of thing. Uh, but now they're realizing, you know, oh, okay, so so it is a little bit strange. Maybe it's not yeah. something that I talk about in the classroom. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so you have a partner these days. I do. Yeah, he's great. He's just fiercely accepting. He's not, you know, my partner in the craft or anything. Um, and I don't know that I would want one, but he, yeah, he just accepts everything that I do and doesn't try to take it away, which is the most important thing to me. <laughs> Good model. Thank you for that. Thank you for modeling this for us. It's important, mm-hmm. right, as we pay the way that we make cho- good choices like this and that our kids are included. We're at the top of the hour. What do you want to leave us with, Danielle? I want to leave you with <clears throat> to, to go back into your lived experience and find the moments when you felt you were the most you and not these universal highs like getting married or, or having a baby or anything like that, but, but these moments that were kind of unique to you. And if there's a clear pattern of nature and magic in those moments, the elements, then maybe witchcraft is something to explore. Mm. Oh, that's gorgeous. Thank you for that. Thank you for spending time with us today, for taking care to extract and exact a path for us to embrace our wild, feminine witch archetype. It's happening on the planet. Where do we find you? DanielleDulski.com? Yes. All right, everybody. You want to get let your fingers do the walk in there. We're going to break. We'll be back for our wrap. Thanks again, Danielle. We wish you the best of luck with your book tour. Thank you, Marianne. You bet, everybody. The time will be right back.
Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store, the original storage and organization store. And I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff. The Container Store, right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Right, Danielle, I can feel those cauldrons brewing on this Halloween day. Go get your witch on, everybody. Thanks again to Danielle Dalsky for joining us. Hey, next week, uh, we are going to ask the bazillion trillion dollar question, bigger than the deficit this question is worth. And I know it's going to be my most popular show in 12 years. And here's the drum roll for you. Are you ready for it, Jack? Travis is going to be joining me. Why dads leave? Okay, insights and resources for when partners become parents. Why Why do dads leave? My uh, producer and I were laughing, not because it's funny, but because it's like, yeah, we want to know. Well, this guy knows. He knows why they leave. We might uh, get our depth of understanding about the paternal patriarchy in terms of the father aspect. All right, join us next time on Marion Live. We'll see you right here, same time, same place. Part of the practice for the end of our show is go do something good for somebody else don't let them know you did it so enjoyed our program today blessings to everybody keep breathing in and out staying grateful and grateful we'll see you next time